0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. It comes with a 20-year warranty and a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with everything. Each mattress purchase, get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about CanadaLand, and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to CanadaLand.com slash join. And thank you. Is this Kim Campbell?
1: It is indeed.
0: And how do you like to be called?
1: I think Ms. Campbell is sort of a nice uh, mid-ground between Prime Minister, which I'm not anymore, and Kim, which might be a little uh, familiar given we don't really know each other.
0: We don't know each other at all. We've tweeted a couple of times, but this
1: yes. Is... And I'm not even going to bring up your, your monthly history of which I'm not, not approving. But anyway, I do know that in general, you do try to do good things. So here I am.
0: Okay. I won't bring it up e- either then. And it's, I, uh, we'll go with Ms. Campbell because right honorable is a mouthful and it's not like America where you say president forever, right? Like it's okay.
1: Well, I am. I'm the right honorable Kim Campbell for life. It's a title that I keep for life, but it's a uh, you know, that and three bucks will buy you a latte.
0: <clears throat> Ms. Campbell, where are you right now? And what do your...
1: I'm in Vancouver.
0: Okay. Tell me what you're looking at right now. Like, wh- wh- what are your immediate surroundings?
1: I'm sitting at my, on my sofa looking at the fireplace in my very pretty little apartment in Vancouver with a lovely landscape painting by the Saskatchewan artist Louise Cook hanging above the fireplace. A very pretty, autumn awesome landscape.
0: What is the strangest thing that you've done today?
1: Well, I don't know if there's anything strange I've done today. Lately. When I flew home from Paris, the business class cabin, I think there might have been three people in it. There were no drinks or anything. I mean, I don't drink alcohol on the plane, but, you know, all we got was bottled water and little boxed meals. And our flight attendants were masked and in gloves, as they should be. But it was quite surreal. It, it was It was a very odd experience.
0: What is the most selfish thing? that you've done during this ordeal?
1: I bought myself an ice cream maker.
0: What, what's what been your most successful frozen treat?
1: And I just made an interesting one with a yogurt that was flavored with orange blossom and cardamom.
0: Orange blossom and cardamom, that's, a, that's an interesting pairing. I like that.
1: It was actually quite nice.
0: Outside of the uh, frozen yogurt, what's something uh, that's given you pleasure today?
1: It's a small pleasure, but I am so lucky that when I get into bed at night, It is a luxurious experience. You know, I don't need fancy stuff, but a lovely, comfortable bed with crisply ironed sheets has got to be one of the great pleasures of life. I get up when I get up in the morning, I make my bed right away.
0: You're in your apartment by yourself, and you make your bed every morning. It's a little weird.
1: First of all, my bed I have a, a bottom sheet, a top sheet, and a duvet. So I get up, I fix my top sheet, I wonkle my my duvet, I fluff it up, and I arrange the pillows carefully. But here's my secret treat. Because I'm here by myself, my husband is in Italy, I can't do this when we're together, but when it's just me in our queen-size bed, I'm only sleeping on one half of the bed. So I like to change my sheets every week. What I do is, after a week, I take the bottom sheet and I rotate it. 180 degrees so that the clean side is now on my side i turn the top sheet over and i have four pillows on my bed two on each side and when i go to sleep at night i take the two on the other side and i just put them on a chair and after a week i exchange the two the sets of pillows so after a week i have i'm sleeping on nice clean sheets or at least the not slept on the week before and i have fresh pillows so that way i get two weeks out of one set of sheets. And I think that if that isn't a philosophy of constructive laziness, I don't know
0: what is. All right. I'm learning that we're very different people. I'm learning in this conversation. Yeah. What is something that you feel or think might never be the same after this pandemic?
1: I hope that people's sense of what labor is valuable. You know, I think it's since the time, in the last couple of decades, when finance and financial manipulation has provided totally outside rewards to people uh, who then, incidentally, did not bear any of the burden of the bad judgments that they have made, that we have come to have a very bizarre sense of how we should reward people in society. And I think, and it's not just the healthcare professionals who are amazing and you know in italy you know more than 70 doctors have died and incidentally, more than half the doctors are women but you never see them on the tv that's a whole other story so one of the things i hope will be different is that maybe women will be higher higher visibility given uh, more proportionate to the contributions they're making but all of the the kinds of labor that go into making life possible you know the fact that people are in the office the fact that people are are, are working from home the fact that people are doing their best to provide services and you suddenly realize gosh, you really need them. Uh, The people who are delivering my groceries, I'm so grateful. I think we need to rejig our sense of what it takes to make a society function. And yes, innovation and brains and smarts are very important. But I think at the end of the day, we just need to remind ourselves that to be properly rewarded for, for your labor is important. And you know, I'm a child of the Scottish Enlightenment, and I'm a great fan of Adam Smith was totally misconstrued and misrepresented. Adam Smith, who talked about the value of the market, and he's quite true, the, the invisible hand, the the, the, the value of, of millions of decisions that go into providing optimal use of things. But Adam Smith was a moralist, and he no more believed in unregulated markets than he believed in highway robbery. And if you read his books, he talks about the importance that the person who provides the services to to other people and makes it possible for people to live well, that that person also is entitled to live well, is also entitled to have food on the table and a roof over their head and to provide for their families. He was the, the opposite of a rapacious person. And I wish that I could say that things are going to be different after they might not be. I mean, I think my biggest fear is that not enough will change and that not enough lessons will be learned. So people like you who are having conversations and talking about things, everybody who has a bully pulpit needs to think about what is the social and moral impact of the conversations they're having. So what I, do I think is going to be different? Uh, I guess my short answer would be probably not enough.
0: On the one hand, we could go for austerity and say that uh, governments have been stressed and, and, and pushed financially and, and everyone's going to have to tighten their belts And so we could uh, we can encounter it that way or rather than just simply say oh isn't it wonderful and brave of these people and i finally appreciate the person who delivers my food and who cleans my house mm-hmm. give them some guaranteed dignity and commit to policy right it's what it's left or right isn't it i i i have to ask of a, of a former conservative prime minister
1: that's an unhelpful depiction, because sometimes people on the left are as intolerant and uh, difficult as people on the right. I don't consider myself a centrist. I, I, I'm a realist. Uh, but, you know, I think for me, the most important thing for people in public life is to constantly be, be learning and growing and trying to understand. And, you know, recently know, Finland, a very interesting research out of Finland, which provided a guaranteed income to people. And what they found was it did not create a disincentive to work. In fact, if anything, participation in the labor force grew. You know, people are so worried about what they think are the undeserving poor, that they're going to get something from me. And people who are totally oblivious to the role that luck and good fortune plays in them. You know, you talk about tightening your belt. You know, some people don't have any more holes in their belt. And other people, you know, need to buy a bigger belt. Uh, before they can tighten one and we need you know as I say the the notion that uh, these fortunes that were earned in finance somehow reflect any kind of meritocracy or value or contribution to society I just find that hard to swallow so if that makes me a lefty I don't know I think think it makes me a realist and an Adam Smith person and uh, a child of the Scottish Enlightenment that's who I am
0: that works. I I resist being labeled one or the other. or Being told that you have to choose a path, but it, but it does feel increasingly like something's got to give, and and the two sides are getting clearer as we come out of this. Yeah,
1: and I think one of the greatest human virtues is kindness. And if you look at the, there are so many unkind people because kindness involves a capacity to be empathetic, and a desire to cherish people and a desire for people to be happy in, uh, in whatever that, it, that requires. And uh, I guess that's my ideology is that kindness matters.